This is I Rock with Rockstars, hosted by Ryan from I Rock 93.5. Uh, let's start by doing like the kindergartner around the room, introducing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm the drummer for Pistols. I'm Chris. I am the singer for Pistols. I'm Sean. I play bass. And I'm Will. I play guitar. Not that pictured thing. is Devin White, also on guitar. Not <laughs> pictured. So, uh, just a little bit about us. We're from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we, uh, we have been touring the entire country uh, nonstop for weeks and weeks and weeks now. Uh, we took a little break. We were on tour with Alter Bridge and Mammoth uh, in 12 different cities, and now we're on a 26-city tour with Ugly Kid Joe and Fozzie. And uh, it's, we're just grateful to be here. It's our first time in Moline and the Quad Cities. And uh, we do have a fifth member. He had a baby like three nights ago. She, she and mom are completely healthy and happy. And we're giving dad a few days to bond with his child before he comes and rocks out on Thursday. He apologizes profusely because he was extremely uh, excited about going to the Rust Belt for this show. And uh, uh, I, I think I messed up with, I named the band Pistols at Dawn, and I'm really pissed off I didn't call us the Pork Tornadoes. <laughs> that, 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 solid. that was a mistake. Solid. <laughs> that, that is Iowa through and through right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you're at. Uh, well, yeah, let me, let's talk about that. So you guys have been on the road, like you said, pretty much nonstop, but you just started here, how many weeks ago with Ugly Kid Joe and Fozzie? About so, three weeks ago. Three weeks? Halfway through the tour. Yeah. Okay, so halfway through that tour. Uh, I mean, so far being, you know, and I, I use this nicely, the young kids yeah. on the tour with these guys, I mean, what have you been able to just learn by just seeing Ugly Kid Joe's been doing it forever, and then a band like Fozzie, who obviously has Chris Jericho, who's done everything under the sun forever man that's a really good question because i'm watching ugly kid joe i i wanted i've always wanted to see them but they haven't toured the u.s in like 25 years and so i'm taking advantage of every single night and watching ugly kid joe and just with stage presence alone is something that i'm studying and admiring because he can captive he can captivate an audience just by walking out and just his stage presence. And so they've obviously been doing this for a very long time. They're still touring Europe, even though they haven't toured the U.S. But the command and presence that they have is incredible and something that I'm studying myself. Yeah, we, we, I, would, I would say that uh, um, when we got the offer for the tour, we were excited about two very different things. One, we got to go on the road with Fozzie, who is definitely a, a primary strike for us on who we wanted to tour with. Those guys are veterans, they've been around a long time, they're the greatest guys. We're all from Atlanta, we're from Atlanta, they're originally from Atlanta, and so we kinda, uh, we were, they've been around a lot longer, but we knew them from there, and so we know their guys, they know our guys, we go back a long way, and so we just connected immediately when we saw them, and they just put on such a great show every night, and it's so cool. Uh, because then you get Ugly Kid Joe, and we didn't know exactly how that was going to turn out. You have v- three very distinct... Are you all going to the show tonight? Yes. Yes? Okay. The coolest thing about this tour, and what I wasn't sure about, is you get three very distinct acts. Three, three very distinct rock acts. You get Ugly Kid Joe, who, who as Chris put it, wit, he just commands 
uh, the, the stage, and he just still puts on the same great show that he did 27 years ago. It's unbelievable. Like I, I was truly blown away the first night we saw them in San Diego, and we've been coming from San Diego to here, and we're going all the way to Destin, Florida. So it's a long way. We've already come with them, and they're the nicest guys. Fozzie's guys are the nicest yeah. guys. And it's really cool because we all respect each other. And I think the first night after we played our first set, you know, they saw that we're a distinct act. We're true old-school hard rockers, no tracks. Uh, we play everything live. Uh, you know, there's no electronic anything. This is as close to an electronic drum set as I get. And we do that just to make it real interesting, give you some different feels acoustically. But you're going to get a really unique show, and the three bands together, it's a really awesome package. All right, you hit on a hot topic there right in the beginning. No backing, no electronics. That's kind of... What's that name of that band that... You love them, Becky, right? Falling in Reverse? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make her say <laughs> So... You guys don't use them. For the bands that do, do you feel like that is a crutch or is that something that they have to have because of their sound? That is an excellent question and Eddie Trunk would totally disagree with me. Um, I think that it's two distinct, it's two different ball games. Like a band that, that has electronics in their music need electronics in the live show. We wrote music that doesn't require electronics and so therefore we don't need it. And so this whole argument about backing tracks and no backing tracks, I think everyone's arguing about apples and oranges, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't mind backing tracks, but we don't use them because we go old school. Yeah, and, and to give you a little more history about us, uh, when, we, when Devin, the other guitarist, and I created the band, um, it was pretty simple. Uh, we made a commitment that we would not use backing tracks. And um, so pretty much if we record it and we can't play it live, we're not going to do it. We had a vocalist before Mr. Hodges here, and um, uh, we had to go out and find one of the best in the country, and that's Chris here. But prior to him, and as you can hear on our album Ascension, um, he, he, he wanted to use tracks, and that was just a deal breaker for us. We, we committed to it. It's just a distinct, let's just call it a distinct choice we made. I think bands who do it, hey, if that's what works for them, great. I wouldn't want to be one of those bands like the one you mentioned that, oh my God, our computers are gone now, we can't play our show. I would at least have a backup ready and play a goddamn acoustic show if the fucking... I'm on the radio. You can, this is this you can, you can edit this out. I feel strongly about the fact that we're old school. We are rockers. We grew up with like, you know, Van Halen and Guns N' Roses and ACDC and Metallica and Pantera and true hard rock bands and that's that's what Devin and I set as the tone for this band. We respect everybody, though. And we know lots of band, great bands who use tracks. And hey, God bless for them. They probably look at us and they're like, hey, dude, they need, they need tracks. <laughs> we don't give a shit. You know, you're, what you said actually is very, very close to what he said when he was here uh, not too many weeks ago. He went up and he was just like, look, we don't do backing tracks. What you hear is what you're going to hear. If I hit a bad note you're going to fucking hear it. If I hit a good note, you're going to hear it, you know? And that's, I, I think that's, to me, again, I, like you said, hey, if you're doing them, that's you. But to me, yeah, I want to hear you guys as you. Yeah. And you're all sitting here with instruments, so how about we hear them guys as them? Yeah. Yeah, let's You want to hear some bad notes? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just got, I need to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one, one little last little nugget. 
one of the things we really try to do is give you a different experience. And so you're going to hear the songs that we, we have on our album, but we're going to give you the live experience of those songs, like when we initially wrote them. You're in here today, and those of you that are coming tonight are going to get a completely different experience. And so I welcome you to compare our very different, unique, laid-back acoustic version, which we want to be different than what you hear tonight when we're going to blow your fucking minds. <laughs> You're not going to use any of this interview on the radio, I'm sure. I've got a bleep button that just burns it up. We're good. <laughs> it broke three times now. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So our first song. First one? Yeah, you're gonna do. We're gonna do fly. Gonna do fly. This will be our. This will be our. This will be our next single uh, on the radio. Which you'll hear on iRock 93.5 because I've already heard it and it's really good. So. And and, and I, if I didn't say so yet, which I didn't, uh, we are grateful to you for playing our music and for having us today. It's an honor to be here playing for your listeners and for playing for you and just just knowing that you play our music it means the world to us. Awesome. I appreciate that. It's good. So let's do it.
was awesome. That was very, very good. Right, now, that will be the next single, like you just said. Um, I heard the version that was not acoustic. Uh, I always like to ask bands this, you know, when you write a song like that and you have to change it from what you did to what you just made, is that something you consciously think or like after you're done with the banging version, you go, okay, now how do we do it like this? That is a funny story. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty simple. Uh, we were, we had committed to never touching an acoustic guitar ever, also when we created the band. Uh, our, <laughs> Lots we, of rules. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we just wanted to be old school rockers. And, yeah. right. <laughs> and don't and talk about acoustics. Our our uh, radio team and management uh, made it very clear to me that I didn't have a choice in the matter. That if we were going to be a big time uh, international rock band, we needed to, we had to go to uh, go do acoustic sessions. So one day uh, when we finally had to do it, the guys here. And they're all uh, some of the most brilliant musicians on the planet. Um, they got together at my house where we rehearse, and uh, they just started outside. I wasn't even out there. My wife and I were inside, and they just started playing one of the songs. We had no idea how this was going to go. And then next thing you know, my wife and I were like, holy fuck, that sounds really good. It just, it's just these guys just nailed it. And, and it just came off beautifully. And in, and in literally one day, our entire set was there acoustically. And it just got perfected from there. But I'm just saying, like, the, trans, the transition was instant. I don't even... It was just one of those brilliant, magical moments that you never expected in a, in a band. It turned out that the very first tour we did was an acoustic radio tour. And so the irony is just steeped with this band. Like, how we refused to do it, and then the first tour we did, we're on tour at radio stations doing it. And, and a lot of these radio stations had never heard of us before. We just kind of crashed their studio, and they didn't know what to expect. And so we just went in there with a couple acoustics and threw that down just like this. Yeah, and it, it literally came off just like you're seeing it today. That, that was a long time ago. And, and um, for drums, I, I also promised myself that I wouldn't be sitting here doing this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to give you a different feel, like African beats. And uh, so here we are. So hopefully, those of you who see us tonight, you'll get a very distinct experience. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very cool the way that you can take what you did and strip it into this and turn it into something new. Uh, you kind of already mentioned, you know, the bands that you grew up on that you, you know, wanted to be more like, not the electronic sound and stuff. Out of those, let's go around all four, biggest influence here that, uh, that you have, that you have brought to this band. Not just, oh, I grew up listening to ACDC. But the biggest influence that you had that you said, if I had to pick a little nugget from this band and make it into this, who is that band? Um, for me, it's pretty simple. I would say Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Uh, just straightforward, moving beats. It's unbelievable. And power and showmanship. And then uh, Morgan Rose from Seven Dust. Uh, he's a fucking crazy person. And as you'll see tonight, I play pretty hard. <laughs> Um, mine was Alice in Chains, and I learned how to play drums, bass, guitar, and sing from Alice in Chains, specifically the Unplugged album. And so whenever I heard this group, uh, like he said, the original singer 
departed, I came in, and the, the, whenever we were first talking about it, the, the first thing that came to mind was Alice in Chains. It took me back to my roots, and I was like, yes, I'm going to be doing this and hopefully bringing Alice in Chains style to it. Uh, I really like uh, Chris from Nirvana and Mike from Alice in Chains. I enjoy their busy bass lines. They somehow managed to, to keep busy, give you something intriguing and compelling to listen to without overplaying, which is something that I strive for in my bass lines. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with Van Halen. I grew up yeah! listening to Van Halen. Van Halen's the reason why I play guitar, Eddie, and just uh, all of them, and the way they perform and come out with so much energy on stage. I just... And they enjoy it, too. I mean, you can see it on all their faces that they just love what they do. And So, yeah, I have to go with them for sure. Will, by the way, is 22 years old. Um, his, his, yeah, Eddie Van Halen is his, his idol. And it was just really funny that the first tour that we had was with Mammoth, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Um, and then at one point, I wish Will, I wasn't there. Were you there whenever he walked by, when Wolfgang walked by and complimented Will? Was that you? No, I think it was that was Dev. Yeah, I'll tell the story, but I'm gonna butcher it. But it, I wish I would have seen Will's face because Dev, our other guitarist, walked by Wolfie, and Wolfie goes, "Hey man, tell your guitarist he's pretty badass," <laughs> <laughs> and just walked away. <laughs> Disappeared into the ether, <laughs> and uh, I wish Will would have experienced uh, that. But uh, secondhand, Will, secondhand, fainted. Yeah, but not to give it away because we're not going to tell you what we do until you see it tonight. But uh, when we when we we're going to go out on tour for the uh, and do big shows, play in front of five, four, five, six thousand people with Alter Bridge and Mammoth and whatnot. And we knew we were playing with two of the best shredders on the planet. Um, we knew we also had one. Um, and so we challenged Will to put some bells and whistles into the show, which you might or might not see tonight. And uh, because we wanted their respect from day one, not as an opener, but just as another act on their bill. And so that was the coolest moment as we got there. We're with these monsters of rock, uh, you know, uh, legacy bands, etc. And they were looking at us like, you know, want to tap, pat you on the head. The nice little boys are here to open for us. And their promoter actually even came and watched our radio show that day in Springfield, Missouri, to make sure that we could play the show. At which point he was blown out of his fucking mind because he saw this shit. And not that we're like overly confident, it's just we feel confident in what we do. And so then that night, the other bands were just like, oh, let young go off in a corner. At which point, uh, we start our show, and you'll see what we do when we start our show. It's not your typical, we're here to put on a show. We're here to act as if we're a headliner. And uh, we're fortunately good enough to where we can pull it off, and you'll see what we do. And, and uh, the other bands and their crew looked up, and next thing you know, we're all just very good friends the rest of the tour. You know, you mentioned the confidence part. So before you guys were here, Chris Jericho came in, had a chance to talk with him, and I kind of said, like, you know, hey, you, you reach the, the, the top heights when it comes to in-ring. You kick an ass, you know, you got the gold records, all that kind of stuff with Fozzie, the advice to the young bands you would give, and he said, do something different and be confident in it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that sounds exactly what you're saying. So <laughs> I, think, I think, yeah, when you walked out there and did it, I'm sure he was right there with you on it. Well, it's just, we, as I told my guys, um, when, when I'm 
you know, on my deathbed when I'm hopefully 150. Uh, and I look back on what I did in life. I told my guys when we discussed how we were going to open the show and do other bells and whistles, I was like, I was like, we're going on, on tour with Ultra Bridge for our first major tour. I'm going to look back on it and know we did something that no one would have the balls to ever do. And that's exactly what we did. So I could ask more questions, but you probably have questions. So who has questions here? Matt does. Uh, with Chris Jericho. Okay. Mm-hmm. I read an interview that, like you just said, brings something different. What is something that he has said that he brought from the wrestling world and the rock world yeah. to tell you guys, hey, this is what you need to do? Or, you know, uh, the, the advice that he gave you. Yeah. Do you have anything like a story from that? Because he said that he's he's been on two platforms and then he for you know brings it all into one. To be honest, there's there is a, not a whole lot of difference between being an in ring personality, being a professional wrestler, and being a lead singer. For me, yeah. um, I grew up on pro pro wrestling and I absolutely loved it and uh, I love the performance of it. But um, I have a funny story about Jericho. So last night, you know, he, he has amazing clothes. Yeah. Like his clothes are fantastically on point. And it comes in this trunk. And you open up the trunk and it's just layers of leather jackets with spikes and sparkles. And I was about to get on stage last night. And um, his, his uh, PA, his personal assistant, was holding one of his jackets. And I just playfully took mine off and went and tried to get it on really quick. And... And uh, he, he laughed about it and everything, but it's, it's like his style is fantastic. I want to emulate his style uh, so much. Yeah, I would, I would add that uh, Chris Jericho and Fozzie and the, the things we've learned from them, they're all about showmanship. Uh, so if you wanted the wrestler uh, to see what the wrestler's like as a rock star, you're going to get that. Every single, he's the nicest guy. His crew, his crew, his band—they're the nicest guys. We're blessed to be with them on tour. We're blessed to learn from them, etc. And it's just pure showmanship. I mean, they are a big, bright, shining. Wow! I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. And he is the man. And that's that's you know he brings it from the ring to there. And so if anything, you know, put on a show because that's what he does. Yeah. Anybody else with questions? I'm going to come hand you the microphone. All right. If you guys could choose like a monster headlining tour of five people to tour with, who would it be? Oh, my goodness gracious. And this is it. Whoever you say, this is happening. So you got to choose right. If we were on the bill, uh, Metallica's current tour is the most insanely huge Tour. They're playing uh, two or three nights in every city. Two, two, two nights in every city. Different, different band opener every single night. Um, I would murder someone to be on that tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I, I think Metallica. Yeah. I'd like to play with Muse. I think Muse is, has probably one of the best live shows on the planet. Yeah, it's the same for Will and I as well. We, uh, and Devin for that matter, the, yep. three, the three of us have a friendly uh, betting pool as to when exactly we'll tour with Metallica. I, I was the most optimistic about it. Um, I, think, I think Will was a little more realistic about it, but <laughs> who needs that? Will, you have one? You're exact same. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay I'm going to ask a question. Um, so we talked a little bit when you came in about how you've got younger people 
um, at the shows for younger bands like you guys, but you've got older people that come to see Ugly Kid Joe, and everyone's got their inspirations, that kind of thing. Um, you guys do all this stuff. You've been touring for 1,800 years, it sounds mm-hmm. like. You've got to be exhausted, right? Yes. Yes. What do you do when you're not doing all this? How do you unwind? How do you just regroup? What do you guys do when you're off time? If you didn't come to see us today, what would you guys do before the show to just get in that right mind space and get ready to play? That's a fantastic question. Um, For me, uh, I sleep. Um, I work out almost every single morning, Um, either a mile, two miles, or three three miles of cardio, some weight training, some high-intensity interval training. So you really um, do want to be just like Chris Jericho. I really do. I will never be. I'll never be as big as Chris Jericho. Um, and his hair is epic. Uh, I'll never have his hair. I right. But uh, lots. I drink a gallon of water a day, work out, and sleep. That's the only way to do this and uh, and uh, be accurate. Yeah, I'm, I uh, wanted to knock out my uh, driver today because uh, he uh, he basically told me I didn't need to eat healthy today. It wasn't convenient, and uh, that's something I have to do every day, kind of like Chris has to have his water and, his, and the other things that he requires. I'm the same, I'm the same way, and um, the key is, is just to find your balance, and, your, and in our off time, you know, we go our separate ways. You know, when we leave Destin, Florida, uh, at the conclusion of this tour, I'm going to the beach, and then I'm going to go hang with my, my girls. Uh, they're all going to go do their things, you know. And um, the key is to have balance, or otherwise, you, you know, it'll tear you apart, and you'll get completely burned out. Uh, one of the things I do for the band is I make sure we sleep in a hotel every night, and that's incredibly important because the le- lesson I learned from all the other bands out there touring all these years was if you sleep, you you stay relatively sane, and it's true. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just find that keeping up on all the same uh, basic routine stuff that you would do at home is really helpful. You know, uh, a nice hot shower, a good meal. You know, if I can find a Mexican restaurant on the road, I'm happy. Indian now. Yeah, Indian now as well. Uh, You know, and and a cup of coffee, maybe a smoke, whatever. Just really normal basic stuff. I mean, sometimes you you feel like a a new person after just a, a, you know... Grooming yourself, you know, clipping your, your your fingernails and everything. Like, wow, I'm human again. This, this, you know, I, I could be out here for another month, you know. So, I have one very important one: sleep. That's all I need. Just let me sleep. It's not so trivial, but you guys, if you don't make a chance or make a mental note to do it, mm-hmm. you get too caught up on all your other stuff. That's true. To even just do it. Very you true. Create, you got to create some sort of organization in the chaos. Yeah. That's not true. Can't stay up all night binging Netflix. That, just, that doesn't work. That's why you love Lars. Lars said the same thing. He goes, "You got to be." He was on the Howard Stern show because he, you know, they're sticking with. That's what he said. He goes, uh, "Howard asked him a question. How do you stay so normal?" He goes, "Well, I got to have a normal routine. Yeah, exactly. Goes, you have to be human." Yeah. He yeah. goes, "If anybody puts you on that kind of pedestal that you think you need, you need to live the rock star dad, that, that that's what happens to the people that live that life all the time. Yeah. And when it happens." They fade out, and he goes. That's why you make it normalized. Yeah. Yes. There you go. It would be impossible for us to do that. We're just not that good. Uh, but you are a band that's still here, holding guitars and microphones and octopads. <laughs> Never seen one of these things before. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Uh, there's another song that uh, you have heard a lot on iRock. No, you haven't, because you're you haven't been here to listen. But we've been playing your song a lot. But they've all heard it. We'll take your word for it. I've heard it a few times. Yes. You have? Okay. You actually. It's a banger. Is that the new one? That's my show. That's it. 
bangers. She's banging, we're slapping. Uh, how about we do under the surface? There's lots of violence going on. <laughs> Take my 